Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Big bit of news is uh, yesterday, uh, the governor, Gass, uh, Gavin Newsom, signed the bill's signed the fraudulent vaccination exemption bill uh, that was designed to crack down on the doctors who write fraudulent medical exemptions for school kids, for the vaccinations. And this happened, the governor signed the bill uh, less than an hour after the lawmakers sent him the changes he had demanded. So now the bill is law. In the meantime, while the legislation, while the vote was taking place, uh, protesters by the hundreds uh, were there at the Senate, uh, the California Senate, uh, delaying the Senate debate for nearly two hours, shouting, pounding on the walls and doors, going completely nuts and forcing delays in both the Assembly and the Senate, unfurling an upside down American flag from the public gallery and chanted, my kids, my choice, we will not comply. We like measles. There's nothing better than a communicable disease that my kid is carrying. Probably those last two uh, we didn't hear a lot of. I didn't hear that part. but uh, No, they might as well have said it. Really, Handel, are you a little biased? Just a little bit. Now, the bill was watered down. I'll tell you uh, right now. And uh, here is what the uh the the uh, the reason that the bill was watered down because obviously there was uh, a lot of pushback from the bill and uh, one of the things republicans in both chambers were upset about there were no public committee hearings before the assembly approved the measure but there is what are they what are they going to say in the public committee hearings right the vast overwhelming medical evidence is that you need vaccinations that the kids must be vaccinated. No, you don't. And then they come up with this pseudoscience crapola, most of them, incidentally, uh, placing all of, uh, of, of the issue that they think is important on the debunked report that was made by a doctor who I think lost his medical license, if I'm not mistaken. And that's what they, they place all of their hopes on. So uh, here is what uh, Newsom demanded. This is what he got. A phase-out period for those medical exemptions. Right? A kindergartner would be exempted through sixth grade, while a seventh grader would be exempted through high school, having already been exempted, as opposed to next year we're going to see a vaccination, and you had better get yourself another exemption. And you can go ahead and go back to the same doctor, and we're going to see why the doctor said you should be exempted. My guess is the majority of those doctors will say, uh, no, no, I'm not going to write an exemption. And, it, and if the doctor does, the state health authority is going to come down really hard on him saying, why? What's your prognosis? What's your diagnosis? Why did you do it? Well, they called up. In many cases, there wasn't even an exam. And then the other 
uh, pushback. Uh, one of the Republican senators, John Morlock of Costa Mesa, recalled a developmentally disabled cousin who died at a young age. And he said, that's what these people fear. We've got to hit the pause button. Pause for what? More medical testimony? What? Pausing to make sure that people understand the bill? Pausing for doctors to get ready to not diagnose fraudulently? See, that's the part I don't understand. So when you talk about the anti-vax people, now usually there are some serious issues when you talk about pro and con. Abortion, for example, being one of them. That's a legitimate argument. Even the gun control folks have an argument. They have a Second Amendment argument. Uh, I may disagree with it, but there is some rational basis for it. When it comes to vaccinations, there is no rational basis. It's pseudo-crap science. And the issue is, I will decide for my child. Well, there are certain things that you can't decide for your child. For example, I will decide my child is not going to be schooled. Wrong. I will decide my child will only learn the Bible. We're going to set up these madrasas that only teach the Bible or the Quran. Wrong. You can't do that. You can't make that choice. So there are areas where you can't make the choice. For example, let's say your child is hit by a car, God forbid, going a crosswalk. Ambulance shows up to take your child to the hospital and the child is gravely injured. No, I've decided that I'm going to let my kid sit there and die. Now, I will let him be taken to the sidewalk because I don't want him to, be, him to be charged with interfering with traffic. But certainly not going to the hospital. No, there are certain things you cannot do. And one of those is stop the vaccinations. Now, theoretically, you could. Your kid's just not going to school, that's all. And not going into a public place. If they can figure out whether you've been vaccinated or not. The big one is school. Now, if you're homeschooling your kid, you could probably get away with not being vaccinated. But I don't know of many people that would do that. So the number of people that are anti-vax actually is very small. But they make a lot of noise. And their attention is far bigger than they should be getting. And it's uh, the Flat Earth Society. They're the same people that will tell you the moonshot never existed. That it was a uh, soundstage down on uh, uh, in Hollywood where the moon landing was, uh, that where the moon landing took place in 1969. All of it fake. Well, you know, there are crazy people. But I tell you, you can be crazy. But when your kid is not vaccinated and it increases my kid's chance of getting some communicable disease, that's when your kid gets kicked out of school. Okay, uh, homeless. And uh, the sidewalks. The Sidewalks of New York. That's a great song. You know that? Actually, it's the Sidewalks of Los Angeles. And uh, laws, laws. A plan now being considered uh, at City Hall, L.A. City Hall, is going to make it even harder for a homeless street-living person uh, to live on the streets, imposing new rules that would bar people from resting on streets and sidewalks in at least 26% of the city. Right now, it's about 15% of the city they can't hang out in. 
And that is going to almost double. And there have been court battles over court battles with, for the most part, the homeless uh, winning the cases because where are you going to go? It's easy to say, get them out of here, but they have to go someplace. You can't do uh, the Star Trek transport system where they just disappear. Scotty. So they have to go someplace. Now, there are some attempts to uh, make it easier for the homeless. One of the things is people that want a shelter, don't want to live on the street, uh, must have a shelter. Otherwise, uh, they're going to live on the street. That's what some of the courts have. That's what courts have said, basically. And that's across the board. But How about those people that decide to live on the street? And there are plenty of those. I think the percentage may be 30%, 20%. I don't know the exact figures. Where do they go? Well, it's becoming harder and harder. And here's the problem is who wants the homeless anywhere near them? And uh, the homeless advocates say it is a myth that more crime is being committed. I don't know about that. It is a myth that more disease somehow is being transmitted. Don't know about that either. Uh, My guess is it's somewhere in the middle where there's none and there's plenty. But the real issue becomes who wants a homeless encampment anywhere near their front door or within a mile or within seeing distance of their business? Now, usually this is business. It's generally not residential areas. You don't see too many encampments that are in residential areas. You see them under bridges. Uh, there is a bridge near my house with a freeway uh, where it passes. The freeway passes above. Uh, never, ever had homeless. In the 20 years I've been living in that house, last year, the tents started going up. At first, I thought it was uh, just a Big Five exhibit, and it was a pop-up Big Five exhibit. Turned out not to be. It turned out to be a bunch of homeless people that were living under that bridge a mile from my house. So uh, it's just becoming more difficult. And you've got the homeless advocates that... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Not only are you going to court, they also have to find some place for these folks to live. And so this is one of those, what do you do? You build shelters, you build temporary shelters, you build extensive shelters with the mental aid facilities and the school and the rehab. I got to tell you, how much can you spend on this stuff? And therein lies a big problem. And And I've said this before, we've talked about this. And that is to make homelessness a front burner issue, which it is. And to deal with homelessness... And I'm talking about dealing with it extensively. So real dents are made. The money becomes astronomical. And what is more important? Potholes? 
which there are too many, homeless people, which are too many, cops, which there aren't enough of, where do you spend your money? What do you do? Well, you bail out. You go to some place where homeless people, they're just not allowed within 10 miles of city limits, which, by the way, doesn't exist. All right. Uh, it is sentencing time for uh, some of the parents who were caught up in uh, the school scandal, the admission scandal. So a judge in Boston is prepared, uh, I think it's Friday that the sentencing begins. 15 of uh, the three dozen parents charged uh, have pleaded guilty. And the first two are going to be sentenced this week. And the judge uh, said, you know what? Uh, Let's put this on hold for just a moment because there is an issue where three organizations are fighting. The prosecution, defense, and the probation department, which is very heavily involved in uh, sentencing across the board in any federal trial. And strangely enough, a probation, a federal probation officer for 28 years is sitting across from me, Wayne Resnick. Hello. Hello. So... Since all of these parents do have a probation report, uh, tell me what uh, we're looking at. Some of the rules, the high end, the low end, and what the court considers. And then the big one that the prosecutors are arguing, there should be jail time no matter what because these are very wealthy people and they always get away with everything. And putting them in jail at least gives them some semblance of being the same as everybody else. Yeah. Uh, First, let's deal with the dispute. And the dispute is simply this. They're convicted of fraud. And the idea is that by paying Rick Singer to create all this uh, false mishigas to get their kids in, that they've defrauded the schools. Because schools are supposed to make the decision based on real information, right? Now, the prosecutors say somehow this cost the schools money. They lost money. And when you think of fraud, usually you think of somebody getting ripped off, right, for money. Uh, what's happening here is the probation office in this case is saying this is one of these kinds of crimes where, yes, there was deception, but there was no loss to these schools. What money are they out? And that affects what sentencing range they're looking at because the sentencing guidelines right. are really about measuring money in a in a white collar case. OK, so let me argue on uh, behalf of the prosecution, which I don't know if the judge is considering this or not. While money hasn't been lost, there was some real danger or there was some real hurt here because there were students who would have gotten in but for these students getting in fraudulently. So there is the damage. Now, is that enough? Is that nexus enough for the judges to consider that in sentencing? Well, they absolutely can consider it, but that is something that exists outside of determining the range. What you do first is you determine the range. And then, honestly, you look at it, and if you want, you can throw it away. And the judge can do whatever they want. So there's no mandatory uh, sentencing. Uh, no. In terms of mandatory sentencing, it's basically drug offenses, right? Or there are other mandatory... There are some statutes that carry mandatory terms attached to them, but not these. Um, so so that's the dispute in terms of where are we starting, right? And the prosecutors want to start higher. Probation is saying lower. Obviously, the defense attorneys have no problem with that. 
Now the judge has to consider these bigger questions. So we'll get to the thing about because they're rich. Here are all the here are all the things a judge must consider. And there are what? How many of them? Uh, 15, 20? Eight or nine okay. sort of specified factors. And the thing is, in a case like this, most of them aren't really even uh They're not appropriate. Don't even really issue. So there's two things that are basically formalities. You have to look at the guideline range, and you have to look at the policy statements of the Sentencing Commission. But they're not binding in any way, so that's done. Then you have things like uh, the need to provide the defendant with educational, vocational training, etc. Well, none of these people, they, need, don't, they, okay. don't, they don't need anything, right? So that's out. Then you have to look at uh, rest, providing restitution. Well, the problem here is there's no restitution to be paid to anybody. So what are the other considerations? Well, here's what it boils down to here, okay? Punishment and uh, consistency or fairness as compared to other people who are going to get sentenced. Those are the two things that are on the table. So the prosecution here, they're really basically saying that because these people are wealthy, that the only way to properly punish them and to make it fair is to put them in prison. And uh, not everybody agrees with that argument. It's something. It's a ploy that the prosecutors pull out from time to time when they have a rich defendant. And it's a way to, in my opinion, uh, it's trying to appeal to some sense of shame on the part of the judge that, like, if you don't put them in prison, then you will be perpetuating two tiers of justice, which a lot of people... I think it's true to some extent there are two tiers, but mostly when you're charged, right? Rich people can hire better right. lawyers. They can fight more than poor people. Once you get to sentencing, it's not quite that right. different. And the other issue you've told me about, which I'm assuming the judge is going to take into account, is how much money was actually paid. Felicity Huffman paid fifteen grand. Right. You had uh, people that already pled guilty that paid $500,000. True. Big difference between the two, isn't yes. there? Yes. But let me ask you this. Seriously, what does it matter? I, I think it why, doesn't matter. Why is, why is paying a $15,000 bribe were, uh, not as bad as paying a half a million dollar and bribe I don't know or the, the other And I don't around. know the answer well, to that because relative lives- to the wealth. Right, they paid based on what he could get out of them, right. what and Rick Singer could get out of them. And how much they can afford? Half a million dollars may be far less in terms of a hit to someone who's insanely wealthy versus a $15 million or $15,000 payment. So uh, with Felicity Huffman, uh, the uh, penalty, we're talking about the range, yeah. is zero to six months. The judge doesn't have to pay attention to that, but as you said, zero to six months. The prosecution is asking for one month in prison. Yes. Because they're stuck on this idea that if she doesn't go to prison, she's a rich right. person who got away with it. All right. So uh, what would you do? Yeah, the, not, what would you do? What do you, would not you recommend have... prison because that is uh, overkill for what's necessary to make sure that, number one, don't you? First of all, she already feels pretty punished. Okay. Her life has been upended. Her reputation has been upended. She, and she's a felon. She's going to be a felon for the rest of her life. She's not going to do this again. Do you feel afraid of Felicity Huffman walking around? Are you afraid that no, she might not. do something? No, she's not a danger to the community. So uh, I would go... Pro- now, I, what you might think about is you make her go live at a residential reentry center for a month, commonly called a halfway house or a community correction center. Maybe you make her do that. 
Or uh, at home, ankle, uh, yeah, ankle bracelet. I, but do, they, do the feds do that? They do, but the, I agree with prosecutors on this point. When you sentence a rich person to stay in their own fancy house a lot, yeah, it's not a that's nothing. If you make them live at a residential center, they can't sleep in their house. They have to sleep there. They can go out during the day if they have something valid to do. But that's, a, that's an in-between. Does anybody actually believe that somebody like Felicity Huffman needs to be put in a prison. I don't. And the overriding rule here is the sentence has to be sufficient, but not greater than necessary. So the second that you've gone too far beyond what you really need to do, it's technically an illegal right. sentence. Now, I know you don't know the judge, and I don't know, no, what, I don't know, this judge you don't know whether it's a hanging judge or not. But, but we know that they gave the first person to be sentenced, which was, a, I think, a rowing coach, if I'm not mistaken, was lenient with that person compared to what the prosecution wanted. So if that's the writing on the wall, not a lot of these people are going to go to prison. Okay. That helps a lot. All right. It's Tech Tuesday. We do that uh, every Tuesday with Rich DeMuro, richontech.tv. Uh, Rich up in Cupertino right now. And I think uh, the Apple event starts, what, at 10 o'clock this morning, Rich? And uh, but, but, but yeah. you know what's going on. You already have. Uh, you already- Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, Protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. They have the menu in front of you, right? Well, speaking of menu, I mean, when you get invited to an Apple event, I'm here right now. I just got to the Steve Jobs Theater. It is, it is like going to an opening of a fine, you know, performance, play, whatever you want to say. I mean, they've got past hors d'oeuvres. They've got, I just got a cup of uh, pour-over coffee. I mean, Apple knows how to throw an event better than anyone else. I mean, they rival anything. So getting invited to one of these things is definitely, um, it's neat and it's fun and we're here early. So we've got two hours before the event starts. We've got a lot of people working up here and everyone is here to see what is going to happen with the iPhone? Not just the iPhone, but now you've got the Apple Watch, you've got Apple TV, you've got services, you've got Apple News, you've got all kinds of things that Apple has been working on. And today is the day when they reveal all the updates to those things. All right. So, uh, Rich, usually when Apple does an event, uh, what's rolled out is an item or very few. Based on what you're saying, it looks like a whole lot is being released, more so than usual. Do I have that right? Yeah, because Apple just keeps expanding. It, you know, it used to be computers, and then obviously the iPhone and the iPad. And now as those things start to sunset with sales, they have to look into new ways of expanding the business. And so that's why they've gotten a lot into services and adding 
things to the you know the phone that you already have that make you want to get a new one. It's right. tougher and tougher to do every year. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So uh, tell me why I would spend $1,000 on a new Apple phone, an iPhone, more so than I already have. Well, what we're expecting to see this year is a phone that has another camera inside. And this is something we've seen a lot of the other manufacturers start to do, where now you have three lenses. You have a lens on the back that can do your standard photo. Then you've got a telephoto lens, which Apple has already done. And then you've got a wide-angle lens, which means... So I'm looking at the Apple campus right now, this spaceship-looking building. I would not be able to capture that entire building with my standard lens. Now, with the phone they're launching today, I probably would be able to get that entire building into one picture, which is really neat. It gives you a lot yeah. more creativity. When yeah, that, that's certainly worth $1,000 to me. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I mean, it sounds like a lot of money, but the reality is when you're talking $1,000 to most people, number one, people are keeping their phones longer, an average of 30-plus months. So people are on a two, three-year upgrade cycle. But the reality is it's an item that does everything. It is a camera. It is a video camera. It's your news reader. It's your radio device. I mean, it's everything you want it to be in one thing. So people do justify the cost. And for a lot of people, this is what they spend their money on. Yeah, I was uh, at one point talking to Leo Laporte. Uh, and, of course, you know who Leo is. And we were – he and I were having a discussion – of uh, how quickly it, phones are going to disappear and computers are going to disappear and we can no longer call these devices phones, for example. They're going to be called devices, mobile devices. And I think we're just about there, aren't we? Well, it's interesting because, yeah, I mean, talk about making phone calls. It's, I mean, I'm on my phone right now, but it's pretty rare to make calls. In fact, most people I know, they want to text. In fact, I've got my producer, who's a little bit younger than I am, She'll get the text, and she'll be texting with someone, and someone will call, and she'll actually be annoyed that someone's calling. Oh, they're calling. I mean, that's the reaction, and I've seen that a lot. It's not just her. A lot of people don't want to talk on the phone anymore. It's seen as something that they don't normally do. It's just all text. Um, but when it comes to the merging of the devices, I see what you're saying, and I think that we've seen that with the iPad. When the iPad first came out, um, everyone wanted an iPad. And then as the phone screen got bigger, people noticed that, hey, I'm kind of using my phone all the time, and for me personally, I don't travel as much with an iPad. I've got my computer, I've got my phone, and when I want that tablet functionality, I'm sort of using my phone as that tablet, which it's you know, works in 99% of the time, I'd say. Now, one of the things about the iPhone, and I'm, I use it and I text on it, and I obviously uh, look up things on the Internet on it. I, I use mine uh, a whole lot. But when I'm texting and I'm not dictating, which I should get into the habit of doing, my fingers are so fat and they're not particularly fat fingers that I'm always pressing the wrong letter. Uh, how do you get around that? I want to hear some magical new tech, for, uh, uh, new tech for that. There is a new feature that is coming to the iPhone that should help with that, and you're going to be able to swipe to type. And this is not a new concept for phones. In fact, the Android phones had this for a while, and so do the iPhones with a third-party keyboard if you decide to install one. But now you'll be able to swipe your finger over the keyboard to spell out words, which in a lot of cases will be a lot easier for some people, especially, I mean, look, we all have trouble typing. The, what happens is that the screen is so small, 99% of the time, you're not even typing the letter you want. The phone is using AI to figure out what you're trying to type. And when you're close enough, it will yeah. activate the letter it thinks you're doing. Yeah, um, I, It's not always right. And autocorrect, we know, has its issues. Yeah. But it does. I mean, you know, the other day when I was talking about a potential client, uh, Sofa King, 
Uh, it I had real big problems with it. All right, what we're going to see today at the Apple event in Cupertino, we know what uh, is going to be introduced. Uh, Rich had uh, talked about uh, the iPhone. It's going to be three cameras now instead of two. And uh, other than that, Rich, I'm assuming uh, that it's uh, on, the, on the iPhone, at least incremental uh, in terms of uh, better. Do I have that right? Yeah, I, I mean, a better processor, obviously new software coming out. We've got iOS 13. So the thing is, if you're not getting a new iPhone, let's say you're not upgrading to the iPhone 11. If you have an iPhone 6S or above in a couple of days, possibly as early as today, you're going to get that new software update to iOS 13 that's going to give you a whole bunch of new features. Got it. And I've been playing with it for you know the past couple of months, and it's, it's fantastic. It upgrades a lot of things. Okay, now let's go with the other products. Uh, Apple uh, TV, uh, the, um, what else is going on uh, with Well, we got Apple TV. So you know Apple Watch turns five this year, which is kind of crazy to think. I mean, I was there for the first launch of that. Apple Pay is turning five, which is... Uh, insane i remember doing a story five years ago i walked around with one of the apple executives uh over at the third street promenade and we walked around and we used apple pay and back then it was such a foreign concept to use your phone to pay because it was the first big push android had it but it didn't really take off and nowadays of course a lot of people use their phone to tap to pay and apple pay has almost become uh the standard when people say oh do you take apple pay which is kind of cool um let's see what else apple tv they've got a lot riding on that because now Apple is doing a lot with original programming. And if you go down to Culver City, Apple has an entire, I mean, talk about a studio of producing TV shows. And so they've got TV shows. They're spending uh, billions of dollars on TV shows that not only will work on Apple TV, but will also work on a variety of other platforms. So even Amazon, they said it's going to work on there. If you have a Samsung TV, it's going to work on there. So they've got a lot riding on things that are not just hardware these days, which is important for this company. You know, as far as TV is concerned, boy, you talk about the golden age of television with original programming. To really see uh, a good portion of original programming, you have to be in $100, $125 a month to grab Hulu and HBO and Apple, Spectrum, Showtime. Uh, what other uh, platforms are there? There's uh, Oh, mean, there's so many. There's, yeah. And you have to pay for a lot of them. And you got to pay for them, and that's one of the big questions is how much is Apple going to charge for their Apple TV Plus, which is their new subscription service. You know, Netflix is, I don't know, I pay $16 a month for Netflix. I have the high end, you know, the 4K, whatever it is. Uh, I don't really think Netflix is worth $16 a month, but I pay it. I've also got AT&T yeah. TV for $50 a month. I don't, I, that's actually worth 50 because I get all the channels. Um, then I've got Amazon Prime Video. Now, am I ready to add another subscription? Which, by the way, you've got Disney coming out with theirs at seven bucks a month. Apple coming out with theirs. If you want to watch one show on each of these services, by the way, you've got HBO. It all adds up really fast to maybe more than you're paying for cable in the past. Uh, so we're going to see some sort of shakedown with all these services uh, and how much people want to pay for them, for sure. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I look at, uh, in my case, which is completely nuts, I have both cable uh, and, well, I have DirecTV, which I pay buckets of money for, plus I'm paying for, uh, well, DirecTV comes with HBO, plus I'm paying for Netflix. Curiosity Stream. Uh, yeah, well, that's cheap. That one was 50 bucks for the year. But Acorn TV, which oh, wow. no one's ever heard of, uh, which is no. all, all British stuff. If you like British TV, Australian, New Zealand, and British TV, I mean, that's I, I love it, but no one's ever heard of it. And, I mean, it just goes on and on and on, and you spend a fortune. 
Uh, all right. But that's also the beauty is that you can get those small niche services to appeal to you and you can pay five bucks a month or whatever. And it's, you know, it's a whole viable business model. Or you can pay $300 a year for, uh, what is it? Baseball, basketball, soccer. Uh, that's, uh, kind of crazy too. Those are sports people. Yeah. Well, I'm not doing that. Yeah. I'm not (laughs) doing that either. All right, Rich. Thanks much. It's rich on tech.tv social at rich And your book, which uh, no one can understand is called, well, the new one, is, uh, the, the old one is 101 Handy Tech Tips for the iPhone. The new one, updated for iOS 13, will be available very soon. So follow my author page on Amazon to uh, know exactly when that's released. Should be in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, and I'm making fun of the fact that I don't understand any of it. And do you, do you remember I was going to get an Apple Watch? Yes, we I know. About, you returned it. Yeah, I, I didn't even open the box uh, <laughs> looking at what it actually, what you have to do to get it started. And uh, so I, I'll come over there and help you out. Yeah, though. you're going to have to, and I'll reorder it. All right, uh, Rich, uh, thank you. Next Tuesday again with Tech Tuesday, Rich DeMuro. All right, now, uh, what's happening with the refugees? It gets a little complicated here. Uh, uh, thousands of them are trying to get in the United States. Uh, they've got no place to go. 70,000 homeless, uh, the island of Abaco wiped out. I mean, there is nobody living in Abaco anymore. And I was watching a news piece last night as the uh, help is coming in, as the supplies are coming in, there's nobody to give it to. All they're doing is pulling people out and throwing them immediately on ferries and airplanes and helicopters, getting them out of Dodge. So now you have a group of people, thousands of them, trying to get into the United States. Now, a lot of them are going to Freeport, uh, which is in the Bahamas, but a lot of people want to come to the United States. Because, of course, uh, NASA uh, is uh, not exactly the best place in the world, not a lot of opportunities, and naturally the United States is. So uh, what is happening is, well, there's two things. There's governmental uh, the uh, transportation, and then there's private transportation because they just can't deal with the number of people. So there was a story in uh, Miami uh, on a TV network, an investigative reporter, Uh, said that the crew members on that ship that were going to Fort Lauderdale only allowed Bahamians who had passports and a police record to even board the ferry. Police record meaning proof that there is, uh, that you don't have uh, a, uh, they don't have crime in your your record. That uh, there's, uh, you know, you're a good, clean human being, as uh, the president would say, no criminality. And so... Who the hell, number one, has a police report from the last six months? How many people don't have passports? And uh, how many people didn't have visas? Now, if you had a visa and you had a police report and you have a passport, then you can come in the United States. Short of that, nobody knows what's happening. The ferry company says they were told visas would be required Uh, The U.S. authorities are saying no. Uh, Customs and Border Patrol is saying no, or Border Protection is saying no. We didn't to. We're letting people on a case-by-case basis comes in. I mean, it is a mess. And even the president said uh, last night, yesterday, the U.S. has to be very careful about admitting Bahamians because some are very bad people and everybody needs totally proper documentation. So there's three things that can happen. 
there are three ways for these refugees to come in the United States. First of all, the U.S. could admit them without visas or passports. That's allowed under the Immigration and Nationality Act in emergency situations, which, by the way, it's hard to argue that they are not. Uh, Marco Rubio and Rick Scott, Republican Florida Senator, said uh, you've, uh, or Republican Florida Senator, uh, yeah, uh, said you got to let these folks in. Uh, the Department of Homeland Security can use this discretion to grant the Bahamians parole. That's temporarily enter the U.S. despite having any uh, necessary documentation. The third option is to give them uh, temporary protected status, which is what happened in Haiti after the earthquake in 2010. Now, this is temporary, and they really mean temporary. Uh, they're allowed to work in the United States. Effectively, it's a work visa pending the emergency being over. And last year, that's exactly what the president said about the Haitians. It's over. There's no longer the emergency situation going on. Their rebuilding is taking place. It's no longer that kind of catastrophe anymore. You're going back. And, of course, everybody exploded on that one. And so the th same thing can happen with the Baham uh, Bahamians getting temporary protective status. We have no idea which way they're going to go. Right now, it's a case-by-case -case basis. Now, granted, this is only a few days. Actually, how long has it been? It's a, uh, actually a week or so already, isn't it? Yeah. So we'll see which way they go. And we don't know. And what really happens here is uh, you've got one hand really doesn't know what the other hand is doing, and that's typical of this administration. Okay, now, first of all, the U.S. throws away 500 million plastic straws a year. And while plastic straws are not the end-all, be-all, they are at the forefront, the poster child of uh, non-disposable plastic that we use, those and water bottles. So there is an answer. And are you ready for this? The answer is pasta. Bucatini pasta. It's in the shape of a straw. Imagine a penne pasta, but 10 inches of penne pasta. And think about that for a moment. That makes all the sense in the world, doesn't it? And uh, according to uh, one of the pasta straw producers, they're actually manufacturing it, in a cold beverage, the straws don't go limp for at least an hour. If you use paper straws, they're gone in three minutes, and they become mush. These will last an hour. In hot beverages, not so much. And think about this. Uh, this pasta straws are an alternative to paper and, of course, plastic straws. Uh, they create much less processing. Uh, so they cost, uh, or the output, uh, environmental impact, they cost nothing to produce, uh, require the least amount of ingredients to manufacture. They're the most compostable, compostable uh, material you can ever use. Matter of fact, when you're done with it, you cook with it. And uh, people are very excited about this. Wouldn't your drink get all starchy after a while? Uh, no, because they last for an hour. Now, they try different kinds of, of pasta to see which work. For example, ravioli uh, didn't work so well as a straw. But uh, the Bucatini pasta seems to, uh, it seems to be on its way up. You go or, you, all over the world, they're using this. Coffee shops, bars, uh, and 
you can get them at your favorite grocery store. They don't say it's, they don't describe them as straws. They describe it as bucatini pasta, which is very clever. So uh, a regular pasta runs about three bucks. But a box of uh, specialty pasta straws, these are manufactured specifically to be straws, are about 16 bucks. So uh, it's more expensive, but I don't know how many you get in there. Uh, still, uh, one of the things about paper straws, the other day I went to a restaurant, where did I get the paper straw? It drove me completely nuts. And a couple times over the last couple of weeks. It's the only answer to paper straws, and there is an answer. You order, uh, you have the waitress, either the male or the female waitress, uh, bring you a dozen of them. And every time the straw mushes out, which it does, on both ends, I might add. You know, the part where you're sucking through the straw and then the bottom that is just dissolving into oatmeal in your drink. uh, Those last a a couple of three minutes, five minutes. So you just throw another one in and then you throw another one in. Of course, plastic straws, those are off the table completely. Uh, A few days ago, I went to a restaurant and uh, there was a waitress person uh, who actually gave me a plastic straw without asking, without my asking. And I turned to her, I said, this is a felony, you know that. The straw police are going to come and they're going to arrest you. If you go to uh, Cheesecake Factory, it's one of my favorite restaurants, uh, not only will uh, they reluctantly give you one, they don't even keep them on their person. Usually most uh, waiter people you know, have a pocket and they keep the straws in there. Uh, they have to go to the straw vault and put in the combination, open it up, and take out the straw. Uh, straws have become a very big deal because they are, well, it, it, look at this. Uh, with water bottles, there's no issue. They're horrible. They're terrible. Replace water bottles with single use. Well, so what do you have with straws? The paper straws? Eh. You know, those mush up. Then you have uh, the metal straws that are somehow being used. And was it the other day? You have them little like pool cues. You know, you put them in little boxes and with the velvet and they become very expensive but very personal. Those are, you got to carry them around. Uh, People who have disability have a hard time with them uh, because you can't bend them. So there are problems with all of it. So the, the the pasta straws seem to be the absolute best way to go at this point. Replacing plastic straws with pasta straws. Bucatini. This is KFI AM640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 